Hey, welcome back to the podcast. This episode was recorded at National Youngies Camp, which was held at Stanmore Tops in New South Wales. I had just finished interviewing Hayley, and Brad from Sydney walked past with his family. We got talking, and within about five minutes, he was sat at the outdoor table with a microphone in his face, and we were discussing his testimony with a record button on. I was so glad I bumped into him, because he's got a great testimony to tell you. He came from a background that involved marijuana, depression, mental illness, suicidal thoughts, and the constant searching for the truth. And now, well, you'll have to listen to what God has done in his life because it truly is remarkable. We obviously believe in the ability for God to heal all manner of physical, emotional, and mental conditions. However, if you need immediate help regarding suicidal mental health, then please contact Beyond Blue Support Service via phone 24-7 on 1300-22-46-36 or visit beyondblue.org.au or contact Lifeline on 13114 or visit lifeline.org.au. It's a great testimony. Enjoy. Brad, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's quite exciting, actually. (laughs) You've had about mm, two minutes' notice. (laughs) So I've just bumped into you while we were walking along. You were walking along with your wife and daughter. Um, We were looking at a wallaby uh, here at uh, NYC at uh, Stanmore Tops. Yeah. And you recognised my name as part of the you know, doing the podcast? Yeah, I've seen the microphones and it just triggered it for me. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. here you are. Yeah. So I know nothing about your testimony. Okay, cool. All right, <laughs> so well. where did your journey with God start? Okay, um, both of my parents were in the Revival Fellowship in the 70s, mm-hmm. um, but they had some issues and they ended up leaving. Yeah. Um, and then I was born, I think I was born out of fellowship uh, in the mid-80s. And basically grew up without knowing the Lord, but, yeah. and my parents didn't fellowship during that time. Um, my dad read his Bible now and then. Um, so, is there much talk of God in the family? No, no. not really. Yeah. No. And, um, you know, I was hit my late teens. I was living a very worldly life. I had a very difficult high school period. I left high school really early. And um, So, what does a worldly life mean? It's a good question. I, I guess for me it was one that was very much centered around my myself. Yeah. Just all about myself. Yeah. And pursuing my natural desires. Yeah. You know, I struggled a lot with pornography. Yeah. Um, I also eventually struggled with uh, marijuana. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was drinking as well. But, yeah, I smoked a lot of pot and I was struggling with depression. Yeah. Well, pretty similar to a lot of people these days. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, unfortunately, it's a pretty common story. Um, in my early 20s, I started, I sort of had, it's almost like the Lord struck me and I started searching for the truth. I started uh, looking into Buddhism. Uh, I was I was living in Byron Bay. Buddhism seemed like the natural go-to for the answers to truth. And studied Buddhism. I bought a Quran. I was studying Islam. I had a Bible. I sort of read that, but it, it was always sort of at the bottom of the list of um, things I, I respected. Um, but then one day my dad um, said to me, we were actually smoking pot together <laughs> and we end up having a big DNM about God. And how, he, how old were you at this time? Uh, 21. Yeah. Um, 
and he tells me about God and about Jesus, and and I just believed him. I just knew that what he was saying was true, even though he wasn't fellowshipping. You know, he yeah. was out of fellowship, but he still believed. And so he witnessed to me basically, and and we decided to go to a meeting um, together. Um, and so we went to a meeting, um, and uh, I don't remember much, but uh, this was two thousand and six. Yeah. And um, I remember. Pastor Peter said, you, does anyone want to get baptized? This is in the Lismore Fellowship. And I was like, yeah, I want, to, I want to do it. So I went and got baptized. I was prayed for to receive the Holy Spirit. Um, but I wasn't sure if I'd receive the Holy Spirit. It was a bit confusing, the process for me. Um, and and I also was struggling with pride. I, I, I felt like these people would be arrogant. They you know, felt so confident that they knew the truth, you know, and I, here I'd come from a world of many truths. Um and do you think that was because of all of the things that you were investigating yes. at a particular point in time? Yes. Yeah. 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 And I think I had a lot of pride to cover my insecurities. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you prayed to receive the Holy Spirit? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It wasn't until I came home and, and my dad said to me, look, just, just practice it. And yeah. so I did and I could speak in tongues. Yeah. And so I didn't have a, a big moment where I received the Holy Spirit. I just, I had the Holy Spirit. But I you knew, knew I because could, you'd spoken you know, in tongues. Speak yeah. in tongues, you know, and... Funnily enough, I, I didn't have a big turnaround at that point. I was living with my girlfriend. Yeah. I still didn't believe that it was the right way. I started practicing Buddhism again and, and meditation and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Here comes my daughter and she's going to... She's so cute. I know, the, I, know, I know no one can see her on podcasts, but she's so cute. <laughs> Hello. Daddy. Yes, honey. Daddy. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you know, I was still quite proud and I didn't want to admit that I was wrong. So I went to a couple more meetings and just felt like these people were too arrogant for me um, in terms of them believing they had the one truth. Um, so I stopped fellowshipping, um, continued to live with my girlfriend, continued to, you know, practice my own ways, yeah. you know, do religion how I wanted to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, Buddhism and Eastern religions and things like that. Um, and that went on for about nine months. And then the girlfriend that I had, she was basically my first true love, you know, the, 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 the one that when it ends, you're really heartbroken, yeah. you know. And um, anyway, she ended up, you know, leaving me through a series of unfortunate circumstances. And um, I was very brokenhearted and, and betrayed and, and um, felt very worthless and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Um, and I really struggled with that a lot. But um, as we've learned a lot at this camp, it's very often the tribulations that make you seek the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I really got down on my knees and just sought the Lord in prayer and just had this big turnaround. I used to go out at nighttime in my car, my dad's car, and just pray to the Lord for nights on end for weeks and spend a lot of time in prayer with the Lord. So why did um, you why did you seek the Lord rather than Buddha or other things okay. that you're following at that yeah, point? Yeah, like that concept, I, I remember specifically out there one night in this rural area, just a farm, dead-end road, sitting on the car and just looking up into the sky and going, why, whoever you are out there, why would you let this happen to me and, and who are you and... and, and over the course of a few weeks, 
as I continued to pray out there every night to this to the stars, I started to get this feeling that someone was listening to me and I would tell them things and then the next day some situation would happen that kind of answered that. And I and I started to realise that there was this like communication going on and and, and I just I don't know, it, it just this concept appeared in my mind that there is a God and he was listening to me and and I had this connection with him and, and that was really the start of my transformation and my turnaround and where my zeal, my, my fire really took off was when when the Lord really showed himself to me. Like, yeah. and, and I was willing and open to, to hear at that time where I think I was too hard-hearted before then. And so the Lord's timing is always, it's always perfect. And, um, yeah, that kick-started my walk in the Lord. And, you know, I praise the Lord for that little journey that I went on. And, and, and in a way, it sparked this, this next step of my journey before I returned to the Revival Fellowship. So came along, 2006, Spirit-filled, baptized in the Revival Fellowship, went to, I don't know, three or four meetings, stopped fellowshipping for close to a year. Um, and then all of this stuff happened. I decided that, well, okay, now that I believe in God and I started reading the Bible, it really started to speak to me. You know, yeah. the Spirit ministered to me through yeah. the Word. And so I, all of a sudden, within weeks, I was believing in God and believing in the Bible. I just had this transformation from within. And that was a big thing for me too because I remember, you know, in the world you're reading all these books and you're always trying to obtain all this knowledge from all these different authors. And when the Spirit changed me from within, I didn't have to seek that. You know, I didn't have to acquire it or be convinced by someone else. You know, it's like Jesus says, the Spirit will would dwell within you and, and it will show you into the truth, you know, not not some book that you've read externally. And, and and so when I was persuaded from within and not from without, that was just when it was so fundamental and so, you know, core changing. Powerful too. Yeah. Yeah. And within weeks, you know, I was able to stop smoking. Like didn't smoke pot ever again after that. Um, and was that a bit of a habit thing for you? Was that? Yeah. It was actually just to help with my depression. Yeah. I didn't realize it at the time. Yeah. But uh, it helped with my depression and, and my sort of uh, insecurities. You know, if I smoked, I could be confident. Yep. Um, that sparked the next leg of my journey, which was I kind of went church hopping. So I didn't go back to the Revival Fellowship. I went to a lot of the modern, um, you know, Pentecostal, quote, churches. Funny thing. But, um, yeah, I went to all these different churches. I ran into people from school that I was quite surprised, you know, believed in God. I... I experienced lots of different amazing things. I went to big, you know, I went to this big youngies camp similar to the one we're going to. It was huge. And, you know, the massive big hall had smoke machines and rock solos. Like you'd be in the middle of a chorus and there'd be a five-minute rock solo from the guitarist up the front. And, you know, everyone's kind of, you know, very, very emotional. And and um, I, I, I sat back and observed and never felt like I... I fitted in. It just didn't seem right to me. And and they'd do these altar calls. If anyone wants to be saved, if you want to be right with Jesus, if you want to make it to heaven, just come up the front. And and I remember particularly at this convention I went to, it was the same people every Sunday. They're coming up the front wanting to be saved. I'm like, you've been in the church for, you know, several years and you still want to be saved? Like you're coming up for that initial altar call? And, and, you know, because they're not, they get up there and they get handed a pamphlet, you know. You hand a pamphlet, your name gets written down in a book, and that's sort of that's your salvation. And you've said, you know, that you confess in Jesus. There's no follow through with. Well, you need to be born again. You need to receive the Holy Spirit. You've got to have that, you know, the infilling of life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they're still they're still on the other side, and they kept telling me, "Do you want to come over?" 
And then they'd come to the door and they'd say, you're already in, don't worry. But they weren't in. And the spirit in in me just felt like there's something not right here. Mm. Um, So I spent about a year going through various different churches and just not feeling content. Um, And I bought the Bible, uh, the New King James on audio book, listened to that. Listen to the Book of Acts, you know, baptism. Listen to First Corinthians, you know, operation of the voice gifts, which I'd never seen any 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 other of these modern churches, and it, it just made me think, hey, the revival fellowship was very much like what I'm reading in the Bible, <laughs> and I should check it out. So I pulled up the website, found the meeting time, went there that Sunday, and this was 2012. Um, so but, how long after your initial filling? In filling of the Holy Spirit was this. So, I'm pretty sure I was filled with this. No, 20, 2008. Filled with the Spirit in 2006, actually. I got oh, that so six wrong. years, six years no, later. No, I got that wrong. 2006, I was Spirit with the Spirit filled. 2008, I came back to the Revival yeah, right. Fellowship. Yeah, yeah, right. Yep. 2012 was when I moved to Sydney. Yeah. So, yeah. that's the other significant date. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I came back and I just knew, I was just like, I, uh, you know, they just want to follow the Bible, the humility of the people and, and sort of just, well, it just says in the Word, let's do it in the Word. Whereas I used to have arguments with people in these other churches, why don't we do that? Oh, that's outdated, you know. There's always justification for not doing what's these in the Word. These other churches, yeah. Where the, 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 it was just this complete flip. It wasn't man-driven churches, it was Bible, driven, God-driven yeah. church, you know. And, and the difference was subtle but huge at the same time. So interesting to hear you when you first describe going to the meeting and how you felt that they were proud or arrogant because they believed that that was the only way. And then later on, here you are saying that they're humble. Yes. Uh, (laughs) It's like a humble confidence. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. 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 Because in a way, I guess... You know, it, you, you see it sometimes when you witness to people that it, it, it strikes a chord because we're so confident in the truth, you know, and that confidence comes from knowing the truth. Yes. It's just, it's so fundamentally core and deep and true that there's no, you know, we speak it with such confidence that it is true, yeah. you know. So, yeah, that kind of irked me at first because it was too confident. But yeah. then I realized that they're humble people, but they just, they believe what they believe, you yeah. know. And so I knew that was my home, and and from then on I just was like, this is where I'm going to be. Uh-huh. There was sort of there was no changing. Like whereas other churches you change every now and then, and everyone did. You all changed every few months. You'd be at a different church, but here it was kind of like you just didn't feel like you ever needed to change. Yeah. And I witnessed to my sister. Um, I've got two younger sisters, Jessie and Ella. I witnessed to Jessie. And Ella, but Jessie was more receptive because she'd been coming to some Pentecostal churches with me. And so she came along after a few months got bap- um, of me witnessing to her. She got baptized. She'd already received the Holy Spirit wow. just through um, praying with one of her girlfriends. Yeah. Um, and then my mum and dad started fellowshipping after not fellowshipping for, I don't know, 25 years or something like wow. that. So me and Jessie's testimony, you know, it took maybe six months or so yeah. of us just, you know, seeing the changing us and us, you know, motivating them to come to the meetings and and they sort of took their own time to get their fires started again. Yeah, Yeah, and then it wasn't until me and um, Claire got married in 2014 and Ella came to our wedding and she'd been to various things but I think she she tells me that at the wedding she just really realised how 
different we all are and, wow. and, and the love and the joy that we all felt at this event. And, and she, she sort of, that was a big turning point for her. Yeah. And, um, yeah, now she's in the Adelaide Fellowship, married in the Lord and yeah. going strong. So yeah, the Lord's, Lord's done a lot. What an amazing, yeah. what an amazing journey for you and, but for the rest of your family as well. Yes. As a result of that. Yes. And, and one, one, one other point, I, 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 um, I struggled a lot with depression, yeah. even in my first few years in the Lord. Um, and it was, it's a very complex thing, depression actually. And every, I think every situation is, is very unique. Mm. I had my own, you know, big insecurities from what happened with my girlfriend. Um, and also what happened with at school, the things that, uh, reasons I left school and all that. So I was just very insecure and, 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 and lots of stuff. But, um, as I said before, that the trials make you seek the Lord, and 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 through the difficulties of that depression, I really learnt the the depths of patience and and love of the Lord and His faithfulness, even through the the darkest times. You know, when you doubt Him, um, and I, I even had one point where I really struggled so much that I started to, to really think, is is this real? Am am I just you know have I just been tricked into this thing? Is God real or is He not? You know, and I reached that. So were you doubting because you hadn't been healed yes, at that point? Yeah. Yes, and I just felt like I'd been calling out to you, Lord, for so long, for years, you know, yeah. like probably four or five years, yeah. you know, in the Lord, just thinking, why? Why am I not getting this healing, Lord? Like, you know, every time I get it to a low point and I, and I read the Bible and I call out to you, I get this answer that you're just like, yes, I will, you know, I'll, I'm there for you. You're going to get to the end of this. So I, every time I got down, he'd tell me, you know, you're going to get through it. But yeah, you know, it, it 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 stretched my patience. But that's great, you know. You need that. You need to grow. And um, I'm I'm so thankful for everything that I did go through, mm. as difficult as it was at the time. Um, I moved to Sydney uh, after about four years in the Lord. Um, me and Claire got married. It was actually just before we got married that I kind of flipped to. Like the end of the depression, it's sort of. It's, I could see maybe over a period of about three months, it just it just finished, yeah. and it sort of boiled down to a few things. Um, one of them was opening up. You know, it used to be like I, I was a very private person. I would pray. You know, praying in private is great, but I would also weep in private. I would hide my feelings, and you know, I'd come to the meeting. How are you, Brad? Oh, I'm great. Everything's great, but inwardly, you know, I sometimes wanted to kill myself yeah. because I was so miserable. Yeah. And so, and, and the more you hide that, in, the more that feeling, you know, fuels itself. And the, one of the big turning points was for me was being honest, you know, and, and so I'd actually start going to the means and saying, no, actually I'm really struggling, you know. Yeah. And the, the big lesson that I learned from that is that, you know, you can say, Lord, where are you? And the Lord's in his people, you know, the spirit-filled people, that's the Lord, you know, he's, he's walking amongst us and you go to the meeting on Sunday and there's, you know, the Lord come to minister to you and, and you go to a saint's house and have some prayer, you know, and you're praying with the Lord and that realizing that the Lord's not just up in the skies, you know, the heaven in his footstool and, and, and or whatever the earth is his footstool, he's actually down here in each one of us and we have the ability to minister as the Lord to other people. And, and when I realized that God, you know, that Jesus was present and, and, I opened up my heart to allow myself to receive that from other people, that love from other people. 
then I just had a massive healing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that was probably the the biggest thing about it all. It's just opening up. And I had Claire known that you were struggling with depression. Yes, yes. She was a, a big help with all of that. Yeah. She yeah. she was probably the first one that I really started to open up to. Yeah. Um and she helped me a lot with that, encouraged me a lot and um Who realized first that you'd been healed? Um she recommended that I go see a psychologist when it was actually starting to affect our relationship. Yep. I was struggling a lot with insecurity. I was very jealous yep. when certain things would happen. Yep. And, and she recommended us see a psychologist and we, we identified it was damaging our relationship a bit. <clears throat> Not damaging, hindering. Yep. And we decided we wouldn't get married until it was healed because yep. it was just difficult. Um, and so I started seeing this psychologist. I actually found a Christian psychologist. Uh, you know, she went to a Baptist church and... You know, she believed in speaking in tongues and things like that. I checked that out with her. I'd been to some bad psychologists before that, but she was great. And she, she it was just to be able to talk about spiritual things or, or reference them, see the, the the importance in them. You know, yeah. she would identify that church was important, that fellowship was important, yeah. that you know, marriage was important, where other people don't. Yeah. You know, and um, she helped me by sort of. Um, challenging me with some things and, and asking me questions about myself and about my past. But in a way, I think I only went to six sessions with her. And on the sixth session, she was like, you know, I can't believe it, Brad. Like, you've just changed so much. You know, I think it was once a month, right? So about six months. And she was just like, I've, you know, I've never seen anything like this, how much you've just improved. And, and it's obviously the Lord. Like I've done yeah. very little, you know, we've yeah. only had six sessions, yeah. you know, it, it wasn't the psychologist that healed me, but the fact that I still took that step of faith and, 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 and action, um, you know, combined with the other steps of action I was taking, which was opening up to people in the fellowship, texting brothers and saying, Hey, can I come around for some prayer? Or, you know, I'm lonely. Can I hang out with you? Um, yeah, and, and so she probably when she bounced that back to me going, you've changed so much, that was probably the first time I went, yeah, actually, I really have. Yeah, you cool. Know? It, it, it kind of didn't dawn on me until then. And, 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 yeah, me and Claire were just, you know, everything was just sort of not smooth sailing. Marriage is never smooth sailing, but um, everything was great after that, yeah, you know, wow. and, we, and, and, and we didn't even really think about it. We just planned a date. We got married and, yeah. you know, and, and so, yeah, here I am. How, and how long ago was that? that, was, that was... We got married in 2014. Yeah, so, cool. Yeah. Four years later, yeah, cute as little daughter. Yes, yeah, she's a real blessing to us. Yeah, so yeah, so when you good. were smoking pot and looking up at the sky and yelling out to whatever was up there, yeah, could you have even imagined being here today with the life that you've got today? No, no, it's just yeah, it's a whole different world. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm glad I bailed you up because that's yeah. really fantastic and really inspiring. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Brilliant. Thanks very much. That was brilliant, wasn't it? I'm so glad I bailed you up, Brad, and thanks for being so open with your testimony. Again, if you need immediate help regarding suicidal mental health, then please contact Beyond Blue Support Service via phone 24-7 on 1300-224636 or visit beyondblue.org.au. Or alternatively, you can contact Lifeline on 13114 or visit lifeline.org.au. If you want to know more about how God can deliver you from your illness, from your life, and how you can come to experience the power of proof that's in the Bible like Brad did, then please visit therevivalfellowship.com or you can send me an email, podcast at 
revivalontheairtoday.com. Thanks for listening, and until the next time, God bless.